WTDF Radio's Tom Carney Show, Friday Night Edition, which is a show like an edition that involves some trivia. And our guest tonight is my longtime guest and even longer time brother, Mr. Stephen Carney. Stephen, are you there? I'm here, Tom. How are you tonight? Okay. Sounds like you're on a, spe- on a speakerphone. Well, I'm not. You actually sound like you're deep in a tunnel somewhere. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh, JT, what what what's what have we got going on? Is something uh, unusual going on here? Because uh, Stephen sounds to me like he's uh, has an echo. Uh, no, sir. Everything uh, is right on this end. Uh, there's some storms in the area, so uh, that might be the reason. Some lightning and so forth might be messing with the phone lines. Okay. Uh, uh, well, I, I just my question is, of course, what this sounds like on the air tonight, uh, and. Uh, you might check the air signal and see what it sounds like, uh, JT. Stephen, uh, let's go ahead and see if things right themselves and, and turn out the way that they should be. Uh, I've just called the, the line as usual, and I think you called the line as usual. Uh, uh, we're going to talk about some movies tonight, right, or, and showing movies and movie movie houses. Yeah, we sure are, Tom. Yeah, we talked earlier in the week about... Uh how things had been changed so much by the COVID-19 or coronavirus pandemic. And uh, it caused you and I both, I think, to uh, reminisce about how it was when we were growing up and sort of how uh, the movie theater, especially on a weekend, became a haven for those people who didn't have air conditioning. And so here we are uh, in 2020, and um, for the moment at least, we're not really going to the movie theater. Okay. Stephen, does my signal sound to you like that I'm deep in a well somewhere? You sound like you're in another room with an echo, really far in that room. So it's, it's a little yeah, well, that's to what it sounds like to, uh, in your situation. Have you got your phones lined up there? I know you're in a kind of a different and, and unusual situation. So. No, no, they are exactly as they've been, and I, I, I don't know the change, but uh, you do not sound like you normally do when we're talking in this, this context. Right. JT, how does the air signal sound? Uh, uh, does it make, make any... The, uh, the phones on the uh, on air sound okay. Uh, there's some static in the uh, signal, though, on air. Um, I think it has something to do with the uh, weather. But the weather, so, but uh, you think the listeners are getting, uh, not, not sounding like they have an echo, like Stephen and I hearing each other. The listeners are hearing things different than, than we're Cor- hearing each other. Yes, sir. Just a little bit of uh, static in the line. Okay, well, Stephen, we'll just have to make do and and, and listen to each other. And uh, uh, if JT says the callers are all right, we'll just proceed from that. But you and I, in fact, got into a, a conversation the other night when we did not intend to get into it. We were just making some plans, and, and it had to do with uh, will the movie house be there when the uh, when the, the the life that we have right now with the coronavirus is over and. Uh, uh, and, I, and by the way, I even talked to JT a little bit before we came on the air, and he said that, that, that things were going in that direction to some extent now, and I know you keep up with this stuff, so why don't you talk about a little that for a little bit? Well, Tom, again, if, and I will beg your pardon if I ask you to repeat certain things because I am having some trouble hearing you properly, but uh, the uh, the situation involving the movie theaters is, is that uh, for business reasons, if no other, they want to reopen, and... Um, the problem is, is how do they do that to ensure public health? Uh, you've got a, a, a situation in which uh, um, 
some movies have been moved all the way to the fall. Some have been moved to the calendar year 2021. And and uh, what you can count on is that your movie-going experience, when they reopen, assuming that they do reopen, and many have tried to reopen here in July but have not really been able to do it, but your movie-going experience is going to change. Uh, prior to the COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak, you know, they were beginning to offer amenities such as um, uh, you could eat uh, at your, your seat, you could order beer, you could have uh, almost like a couch sitting there, but that's not going to be the case anymore because uh, what you're going to have now is uh, whether or not uh, they can enforce it or not, you're probably going to need to be situated within the theater so that you're socially distanced a good six feet. There are going to be people wearing masks and Quite uh, frankly, if some people don't wear a mask, other people may not go to the theater, Tom. Okay. All right. Uh, one of the things that we said we were going to do was have some trivia questions tonight. And do you have some that have to do with movies? We'll do that and take a break. We'll come back and discuss this some more along the way. We're going to make some discussion and trivia tonight. Uh, yeah, I'm going to ask some trivia questions. I will tell our audience as we begin that it is they're all very easy, so they're going to be easy to, for us to have somebody call and chat with us. And we want to talk about the answers and, and uh, talk with you about the answers to these trivia questions that involve summer movies and summer blockbusters. We've talked about summer blockbusters before, Tom. And uh, Also, if you don't know an answer to a question, we still want you to call in and talk to us because the movie-going experience is a universal experience, Tom, almost like television. And uh, I would think that uh, everybody has a certain idea about uh, the memories they have of going to see a particular movie or going in the summer to get out of the summer heat or what have you. So if you have a particularly happy or good memory, even a bad one, we'll take that. Give us a call, and, and we'll talk to you tonight. Our, our number, uh, 919-860-WPTF, which reads out on your dial, if you're looking at the numbers, is 860-9783. So, Tom, uh, I think we probably have a break coming up, and I'm ready to do those questions if you would like me to do them. Why don't you do three or four questions and see if there's anybody listening tonight. Okay, Tom, back in 1981, there was a release on June 12, 1981. The interesting thing about all these movies is they were released in what is considered to be the summer months. The summer months expanded a little bit because they discovered that, that you could release a movie early on, you might get make a lot of money. And by the way, making money is important. But my first question is a movie about an intrepid American archaeologist. He's in search of a famous and mysterious religious, religious artifact. In this movie that was released June 12, 1981, it made $389 million. Tell me the name of the movie. Tom, this next movie is considered to be sort of the watershed of the, the whole business about summer blockbusters. After this movie, they, the business of movies simply was different. It's a movie about a really big fish who made you afraid to go in the water. We're not talking about your shower. We're talking about uh, the water out of the coastline. There was big music by John Williams in it. It was released to 450 screens and heavily promoted, which had not been done before, and it made $470.7 million. Released on June 20th, 1975. Tell me the name of that movie. Tom, I saw an interesting uh, uh, post this week in social media. It showed pictures of four gentlemen in high school. And it was... Hello? Hello, JT? JT? Hello? Stephen, hold on just a second. Your microphone is on, I think, or someone yeah, yes, I can hear you, JT. my phone line. Okay. Thank you. Okay. 
All right, Stephen, go ahead. One more question. We're going to do one more, Tom. Uh, four guys uh, saved New York City back in 1984, and they did so by investigating the paranormal. And uh, they did so also by defeating a 100-foot Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Tell me the name of this movie from 1984, which made almost $300 million. Good movie, that. Stephen Kearney with some trivia questions on the Tom Kearney Show, Friday Night Trivia Edition. We've got uh, just about 9.15 now. We're going to take a break. There's time for you to queue up, and when you come back, you can confront uh, the other Mr. Kearney with your answers to his questions, and we'll see how things work out. The Tom Kearney Show on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. The Tom Kearney Show on WPTF, Friday Night Trivia. Tom Kearney here. Stephen Kearney's there. Stephen, are you, can you hear me now? I can hear you better, Tom, yes. Yeah, well, we, we did a, a little bit of something to, I think, improve the situation. Uh, and you put out some trivia questions just before we went away. And one of the relatively new members of our radio family, but you've talked to him before, Anthony is going to be on the line talking to you. In fact, uh, Stephen, I'm going to turn it over to you since you, you're the trivia person and let you deal with Anthony and see which uh, question he wants to answer. I think you have at least one other person waiting, too, and maybe J.T. can tell us as we go along who that is. Well, that sounds great. Okay, J.T., anytime you're ready. You can go ahead now. Okay, hello. Okay, how you doing, Stephen? Hello there, Anthony. How are you tonight? I'm doing fine. hope you are. Well, I'm okay. Uh, the weather's kind of strange. You know, in North Carolina, it rains and thunderstorms pop up at a moment's notice, so you never know when you're going to have them. But uh, I'm okay otherwise. Uh, which of these questions would you like to answer? Well, I'm going to take the first one because um, when I used to teach Western civilization about Israel, we made mention of that artifact. I think it's Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. You got it. That's correct. Uh, I will tell you that I did, had no idea what the Lost Ark was, and uh, I went on the first night that the movie opened in uh, 1981 having no idea what I was going to be watching and was thoroughly entertained. What did you, th- did you think? Well, that um, I've seen it several times on television um, in an edited form, but, um, yeah, the um, it is based on... Uh, the work uh, of uh, Exodus, and okay. uh, it has uh, what's inside of it, even though it, it did not portray that in the movie, but um, a pot of manna, uh, the Ten Commandments, and uh, Aaron's rod that budded were the three items in there, but on television in the movie, it showed the guy looking down into this thing, and it had sand, and all of a sudden the uh, uh, the the death angels went out and got all the Nazis and did them in. <laughs> well, it seems like they got their just desserts, I would say. Uh, I, You know, again, the, the sad thing for me is that sometimes I like to wait until a few weeks into a movie, one, to see if it's going to be any good, and and uh, two, to uh, to be able to go back and see it more than once. But when you see it on the first night, it kind of spoils it for yourself because then you're waiting to, to figure out when you can go back. But I, I thought the story was a really good one. And I was thoroughly entertained, and he gave Harrison Ford another character other than Han Solo to be on the screen about. That's true. Um, I, I, speaking of uh, Han Solo, I've got a friend. I won't mention his whole name, but Dave's his name. He's got all the memorabilia from Star Wars, man. It's just unbelievable, the stuff he's got. So uh, 
that was another one of those summer blockbusters that came out. Well, I was going to have a question about it later, but I do want to talk about it. You brought it up, and I appreciate you doing that. But, yeah, the the thing about Star Wars is is that when they released it, they had no idea what they were looking at. And uh, they did not know that it was going to be a movie that would essentially change uh, pop culture and, and certainly establish something that was going to be present for the next, well, let's see, we're looking at almost 40 years now? Yes, and I think when we first saw it, we had no idea we were looking at part four. I didn't, but uh, now we know it is part four that was released in uh, May of 1977. So, so just think about it. What if, if, if that movie had bombed? Uh, you know, if you don't put part four on it, then you don't have to worry about people saying, well, I hope, you know, one, two, three were better. <laughs> that's true. So, well, yeah. that's but, like Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. There were more movies. With Indiana Jones, and even they got one in there with Sean Connery in there. So that was kind of interesting. Yeah, and but they've never done, I think, and I want to see what you have to say about this. They've never done uh, as good one as good as that first one, at least as far as Raiders of the Lost Ark was concerned. No, they haven't. Yeah, it, and it's like uh, recorded music. You know, if you have a hit and you do it the first time and you did it right, it's hard to duplicate it. Same way with movies. You do the first one, if it turns out to be a blockbuster, you know, the rest of them, you either got to come out with some more up and get it done, or it won't uh, be as good as the first go-around. Well, when the first one is great, where do you go from great? Yeah, I know. Yeah, there you go. Well, I think Tom mentioned we may have another caller. I always love to hear from you. You know, we've been talking here for a while on a Friday night, so I always enjoy hearing people that I've had conversations with over the last couple of years. So so thanks well, for I, calling. And, JT, do we have another call? Or? Uh, no, nobody's on the line right now. Oh, well, good. Then we can talk to Anthony a little bit more because I have another question for you. Do you have any particular memories about going to the movie theater when you were growing up? I mean, I remember going to my first rocking chair theater and thinking that, wow, this was a big deal. Well, I think the first movie I went to see was... Uh, Love at First Bike. And I think I talked with uh, uh, Tom about this previously. Uh, George Hamilton was in that movie. Uh, not the singer, but uh, the guy that used to date one of Linda Johnson's daughters. <laughs> oh, yeah. George Hamilton, uh, he is the perennial tan. And he, <laughs> he, he at one point played Hank Williams on, uh, I think the movie was called Your Cheating Art. Uh, right. But, yeah, he uh, every, he's a great great actor if you know who he is and if you enjoy his movies and he goes way back. I think he was maybe in the 1960 movie uh, Where the Boys Are, and I think Connie uh, Connie Francis may have been in that movie. Tom's going to, have to help me out with that. But yeah, no, that's a good one to start with, uh, and he played a vampire in it, I believe. He did. Uh, I think Lauren Hutton was in that movie with him. She had a gap between her teeth. She was yeah. a female version of Michael Strahan. The way I, that's the way I look at it. Well, she looked a lot better than nothing to my Michael. Michael's a great guy, but she just you know he, she's a great a football bit player, than great host. Hey, I did want to say this before I let you go because uh, um, I listened to your uh, well. I'll be talking to Tom here. I listened last night to your big boss man Don Curtis. He was on WNC. Did a great job. Learned a lot uh, things about Don that I didn't know. And he and I shared something there because his first job that he applied for and the same as mine, we didn't get it. So uh, uh, we had to 
go back, do it again, but we finally got those jobs in radio and, and the rest is history. But uh, that was on uh, Broadcast Legends on WNC. If you miss that, you'll have to catch that uh, in the streaming process, I guess. Well, Anthony, I want to hear what Tom has to say about that, so if you'll allow me to do so. Again, thank you for calling tonight, and uh, let me ring off and see if I can bring Tom in and let him let him comment, if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. All right, well, take care and have a good weekend. Yes, sir. And, uh, JT, can you give us Tom back, please? Yeah. Stephen, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Oh, well, I think uh, Anthony covered this subject that we, we wanted to talk a moment about, and that is that... Uh, uh, I did not see the presentation on the broadcast pioneers last night, but uh, uh, I'm sure they will show it again because that's the way it's done on television now, either on the regular Channel 4 or one of the backup channels. And I hope to see it then. And also, he pointed out it would probably be a part of the streaming process. So that, that's good. And it's good that, uh, that Don Curtis gets uh, recognition for uh, for. Uh, uh, building up a system of radio stations, uh, of one of which we're 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 talking on right now. Let's see. I need to look at the time here. Nine twenty-seven, almost nine twenty-eight. Uh, Stephen, what we might do here is to go back and repeat what questions you have left because we've only answered one. Of, I think you did three, and maybe you can add a couple to that, and uh, we'll we'll get up to our half-hour break at at nine thirty. Okay, Tom, uh, we uh, we took the first question. Anthony answered that, did a great job in answering it. Our second question was uh, about a big fish that made you afraid to go in the water back in 1975 and uh, had a lot of really big and good music by John Williams. It was released to a large number of screens for the time. It was heavily promoted. Tell me the name of that movie. Richard Dreyfus and uh, Roy Scheider uh, were two of the main stars of that movie. Uh, again, 1975. Uh, also, a summer movie uh, in which New York City was saved from the paranormal. Three scientists and, and uh, well, then later on a hired helper helped them deal with a bunch of ghosts in the New York City area, including a 100-foot Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Tell me the name of the movie. Tom, the new question is one of your favorites. A high school boy visits the past to meet his dad and mom and get a peek at what life was like in the 1950s. Tom, who's president? Well, it's Ronald Reagan. And what was the response? Well, who's the vice president? Jerry Lewis? Instant classic. Tell me the name of that movie. And, okay, you've, you've added one, I think. Add, 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 add one more now. You'd like one more, Tom? Yes, I'd like one okay, more. Okay, uh, Steven Spielberg and Reese's Pieces helped this film to be a big hit in the summer of 1982. Drew Barrymore helped along, and so did Neil Diamond. And you could phone home and ride a bicycle through the sky. Tell me the name of the movie. And to think it could have been m and Okay, there are some trivia questions. Our telephone number is 919-860-9783. If you think you know one of the answers, Stephen Kearney is the guest on the Tom Kearney Show tonight. I did mention it earlier, but the Tom Kearney Show is here every night, Monday through Friday from 9 until 10. We try to bring you programs that are entertaining or, or educational along the way so that you end up learning something. And we welcome you every night, Monday through Friday. We're going to pause right now and check the news, find out what's going on in the world, and then Stephen and I will be back right after the news. 934 News, Radio WPTF, Tom Kearney with the, uh, the Tom Kearney Show for Friday night. It's, I believe, July 17th. I've had to look that up about three times today to make sure I had the right day, but uh, it is Friday night, and so, as usual, unless something 
really catastrophic is going on. We try to bring you some trivia to kind of wake you up. It's our way of celebrating the end of the week. We made it again and uh, the beginning of a weekend, a warm weekend to be sure. Our guest tonight is my brother Stephen, who is a semi-pro trivia player. Is that all right, Stephen, to say that? Yeah, I think we can get away with that. <laughs> no, I like to pull your leg. Uh, he and I have spent many, many hours at family gatherings and driving around and whatever. By the way, Stephen, Wilbur's Barbecue is, is serving barbecue again. Well, yeah, I've received ongoing post here uh, in my location in the Queen City, and uh, I'm looking forward to going getting back down there for uh, a small regular plate, if I can get there. Okay, well, you come on this way, and you and I will go by and get a takeaway, and uh, we'll do that. Uh, we are, good. of course, uh, talking about uh, movies and movie houses and going to the movies, which is the way we started doing it, and uh, Stephen and I both... Uh, became great movie watchers because my, our mother, in fact, liked to, to, above all things to go to the movies. So when I was small, she took me with her, and I've always, lo- always loved to go to the movies, although I haven't gone to much lately. I still love to watch movies, and, of course, there are other ways you can watch them on television, on DVDs, and, and, in, and, and it looks like now they're working toward uh, skipping a step there and, and putting them straight on the streaming format. We're going to come back and talk about that a little bit, Stephen. JT, our producer, who's keeping things on the air tonight, tells me that Ron is on the line, and I think he may want to answer one of your questions. Ron, Stephen, I'm going to put you together right here. All right, thank you. Ron, Are you? can you hear me? Y- yeah. Stephen? Yeah, it's good to hear you. Yeah, you you sound a little bit a little bit far away on the phone, but the radio signal is coming in good and strong. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, you sound a little far away. Uh, to me, too, but it's better to hear you in this context than to not hear you at all. <laughs> well, listen, uh, that, let me take that real easy last one that you, you threw up there with, with M&Ms. And, of course, that was E.T. Yeah, E.T. Uh, I mean, if E.T. didn't warm your heart, there's a chance that you, your heart has stopped beating. Uh, That's right. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it, uh, I, it's one of those movies where you sort of sense that when you you don't know this going in now because you have no idea what ET means, but you go into it and you wish you had brought with you a box of Kleenex. <laughs> That's right, I remember that. <laughs> so, uh, did you see the movie right after it opened? Oh yes, yeah, right away. Uh, so, are you a person to go see movies uh, the moment they open, or do you wait a while? Uh, usually, if we haven't done movies lately, uh, but usually. Uh, you know, right away, like, uh, uh, you know, saw, um, well, <laughs> I think, you know, you know, the Indiana Jones movies right away, and, uh, 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 well, shoot, now I lost it, so I won't mention anything else. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. The, the big test is, did you go see Star Wars when it first came out? Opening night. Wow, that's amazing. When you were young, a young person going to movies for the first time, did you go see movies immediately when they opened then? Because I, I kind of went to movies occasionally. Well, on Saturdays I went to have something to do, okay? But uh, I would go to a movie after I'd heard that there had been a really big hit. Well, uh, when I was younger, I, I on the weekends I spent uh, a lot of time with with at a family friend's house, and we went. Uh, they were within walking distance of downtown, so on Saturdays we went uh, downtown to the movies, and 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 then it was uh, uh, like six cartoons, two serials, and a, and a couple of features, 
and our price was nine cents. Well, I really miss, because I'm glad I got an opportunity to experience this, but I really miss the idea of having a cartoon before the movies, because sometimes you actually planned when you went so that you could see the cartoon. <laughs> That's right. And, and that, that was just a lot of fun. I saw several, and maybe not all of them, but several Roadrunner uh, Coyote cartoons that way. I would go, and they would be just before the movie. Oh, yeah, they were great. It, so the movie then, the movie experience then was a full sort of afternoon or or two- or three-hour experience. I'm not sure we're ever going to feel that again after our current pandemic situation. Well, probably not. Uh, things are going to be different. We just don't know how different, but there's no question about it. It'll be different. And so let me ask you this. Um, when they reopen and you've got something you want to see, are you still going to go to opening night, even though they're probably going to tell you you have to sit in certain places and wear a mask? Uh, probably not. I'm going to be a little, be a little hesitant. Yeah. Well, I think the American society, and this is sad to think about, but I think American society may change, or how we live in America may change. Now, whether or not it ever goes back that way is another matter, but I'm going to I'm going to remember fondly the days when I could go to a movie and, and see a cartoon and spend two hours and sit by my best friend and not have to worry about wearing a mask. Right, and sometimes a short, a short subject or, or the news. <laughs> That's right. They used to do uh, uh, movie phone news or something like that. I, I didn't see that, but you learn the news of the world by going to the movies. That's right. JT, I don't want to screw up a, uh, a commercial, so if we need to, to stop at any point, help me out with that. I uh, know we're good right now. Uh, we do have uh, Sir Walter Ann on the line as well. All righty. Well, Ron, thank you for calling tonight. I'm going to go see what, what's happening with Sir Walter and see if she's going to answer some of our questions. And it's just so nice to hear from you again. Okay, thanks. Thanks, guys. Bye. And uh, do we have Sir Walter Ann on the phone now? Well, hi there, Kearney Brothers. Hello. Yeah, well, Tom's out there. I'm going to bring him in before you get gone because he's going to want to say hello. Which uh, Which of these questions would you like to answer? Well, I think that I'll take the question about the big fish that made you afraid to go in the water. Right. And considering I was a scuba diver at the time, it worked. <laughs> did did that, you, in fact, have jaws. a fear about going in the water back then? Pardon? The, the, first of all, I guess we need to know the name of the movie. What's the name of the movie? Jaws. Oh, yeah. There's only one Jaws. And uh, we had a lot of fun with it, and it sort of dominated the, the talk of that summer among my high school crowd. But uh, did you find yourself having some hesitancy about uh, doing some deep diving? Well, I've, I've never really, um, as long as I can see, uh, I'm fine in the water. But a lot of my friends got into night diving, and I found I was petrified during night diving. Because when you're not diving at night, the only thing you can see is what you train your light on. And I always used to wonder what was watching me that I couldn't see. I think that's a pretty good fear to be aware of, yes. <laughs> yeah. But let so, me tell you a little story about when I saw Jaws. Um, so did, it had did been you... out a little bit, and so I knew the music, you know, dum-dum-dum-dum-dum-dum, meant something bad was going to happen. And uh, so I was covering my eyes trying. I really don't like horror movies or or blood and guts movies and all. 
and there was a little boy in the aisle in front of me. He must have been about 11 or 12 years old, and he saw me covering my eyes, and he said, do you not want to see the bad parts? And I said, no, I don't like them. He said, you don't worry. I'll turn around and tell you when not to look. And I thought, yeah, he really will. Uh-huh, sure. And so the next time when the music came on, he turned around and he said, it's okay to look now. They're just fooling you. <laughs> <laughs> but he well, did know, call, he... and every single time it was a bad time, he would turn around and say, don't look now, don't look now. Wasn't that kind of a, a little kid? <laughs> yeah, very kind. You had a helmet there gapping you through the night. Yeah. It, so even, I, I even, saw the movie, but I didn't get have to see the bad part. <laughs> even now, though, when that music comes on, you could be just anywhere, that music symbolizes that something dire is about to happen. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and I think many movies uh, since then have had music that signaled the same thing that was kind of a takeoff on the original Jaws music. I, I don't know if you... Uh, uh, watch much Saturday Night Live or not, but that was 1975 when Jaws came out. It was the first year of Saturday Night Live, and they had this thing uh, where the shark would knock on the doors of oh, people in New York City. Oh, Land Shark, Land Shark, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> and then music and everything. That was just really great stuff. And, you know, it, <laughs> it does make you think twice when you're out of the ocean about, you know, do I really want to go out there, especially when one of the points in the movie is, is that most of the attacks happen in what water that's only 9 to 12 feet or something? Exactly. Exactly. Scary uh, time. Uh, do you watch it now when it's on television? I'm sorry. I didn't hear that last part. What was do, you, it? Do, do you watch it now when it's on television? No. <laughs> okay. Because there's no kid in front of me to tell me when not to look. Well, what did you think about the story of the USS Indianapolis? Had you ever heard that before? No. That's a great story, I think. You know, and uh, I had read read about it, found out about it through. I was a World War II buff, among other things, and I'd read about the Indianapolis, but here it was on the movie screen, and it just really, really, really was nice. You know, something <laughs> yeah. else. Two, two different uh, uh, pop culture things came together for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think, that, J.T., you tell me that I need to, let, to, to ring off now, but as always, it's great to hear from you, ma'am. Always good to talk to the both of you. All righty, ma'am. You take care now. Steve, I'm going to keep an eye on you. Anybody that describes the, the, the trouble the Indianapolis, I'm pulling your leg now, but the trouble the Indianapolis had is, that was nice. That was a horrible thing to happen. Uh, maybe you should well, give... Well, it was an exceptionally horrible thing to happen, but what I'm making allusion to, Tom, just yeah. for your information, this is the way we talk, of course, is that uh, it's nice when two areas of interest where you've, you've been spending time reading and learning about one match up somewhere else when you're doing a different type of endeavor. Uh, it's like sitting in a movie and you hear the term Rosencrantz and Gilderstern, and you're the only one that's laughing. Yeah, and you know that you've... Uh... Uh, been reading of Shakespeare. You know what we need to do is take a break, and when we come back, we might talk for a minute just about what the, the Indianapolis was about, because that is uh, sounds good, an interesting story. Stephen Kearney over there, Tom Kearney here, the Tom Kearney Show. Uh, Stephen handling the trivia for tonight, talking to a couple of uh, interested uh, listeners. Ron, who is our Battle Creek, Michigan correspondent, uh, and uh, Sir Walter Ann, one of our 
Radio family. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. The Tom Kearney Show on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Yeah, we do. We have uh, Alan. Okay, we'll talk to Alan in just a couple of minutes. Okay, thank okay. you, JT. You're welcome. Alan is one of our regulars, and he comes in to clean up the show at the end. But we need Stephen to talk for a moment, since we promised, or since I mentioned it, to talk about the Indianapolis, which I believe was on a secret mission. I think it was part of the thing that was taking the bomb to Tinian. Is that, am I not right about that? Right, yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, Once they had figured out that they could have a bomb, and they only built two of them, Tom, but once they figured out they could actually do it, they they uh, had to get it to a base that was relatively near the Japanese homeland for, I think it was a B, it's not a B-17. It's, B-29. Uh, pardon? A B-29. Had to get it to where a B-29 could be loaded into a B-29 and, and then flown to the Japanese homeland and that didn't really happen until the island hopping got close enough to Japan by, say, late mid to late July for that to happen, probably late June. And then so they had to they had to get the bomb. This is a story I understand. Correct me if I'm wrong. They had to get the bomb to an, there, and they put it on a ship. With the Indianapolis, and they delivered it to Tinian, and on the way back, the ship 
was was uh, torpedoed, and it, it, I believe it went down, and it left a lot of sailors floating in the water. But almost nobody knew that the ship was out there because it was on a secret mission, and the sailors that were floating in the water, a lot of them ended up being eaten by sharks. Right. Right. Well, three hundred. There was one thousand one hundred ninety-five crewmen aboard, and and three hundred of them went down with the ship. But there was eight hundred and fifty that uh, basically ended up in the water, and they had to uh, be there for several days. And uh, while they were there, uh, they were attacked by uh, sharks, groups of sharks. And the story that Quint tells in Jaws is. Uh, based on the research I've done and things I've read, Tom, pretty accurate. And uh, it's just a horror story. I didn't mean to say earlier there was anything good about it. It oh, wasn't. No, I was just no. happy that my different sources had come together. But uh, this was a horrible event, and uh, finally uh, they found them. They, they were not even reported overdue, Tom, because the mission was secret. Well, and, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's stop for a moment now, and we'll come back to this. But but uh, our mutual friend Alan is on the line, and if he's good enough to call us, we ought to plug him in and talk to him for a couple of minutes. And we just have about two and a half minutes left on the show, Stephen. All uh, right, let's go to Alan. Alan, are you there? Hello, Stephen. How are you? I'm fine, Alan. you got to get your phone number to me somehow. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll try to do that next Figure week. Figure out how to do that. But let's, let's answer the remaining questions that we have on the board. I know you're good for that. Uh, Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. 100-foot <laughs> marshmallow, man. And uh, Back to the Future was the other one. Yeah. Are you a Back to the Future fan? Um, I have seen the original. I have not seen either one of the uh, sequels. But I have seen well, nothing is as good as the, the original. is one of the great films ever made. The other two, the, the second one's not much, and the third one's okay. And I think that's all of them, right? Yeah, I think that's it. Have you had an opportunity um, to go to Wilbur's? Uh, Tom, tell Tom he can watch his boss at 11.30 Sunday night on the North Carolina channel. Well, I'm glad for that information. Thank you so much. Sure thing. All righty. Well, thanks for answering the questions to make sure I get your number. And, JT, I'm going to hand it back to you and Tom. Steven? Yes. Can you hear me now? I can. Are you still, obviously, you're still there? Yeah. I think it's time probably to, for me to give it back to you. We're getting pretty close to the end. Thank right. you for the opportunity to let me uh, do you be with you tonight. Thing here. Yeah. That's good, and you, you did well tonight. And uh, we got some answers from uh, some of our favorite callers. It was nice to, to, to talk to Alan. Um, I want to uh, tell our listeners that uh, we didn't get a chance to do any promoing tonight, but that on Monday night, uh, Ernie Dollar of the Raleigh City of Raleigh Museum is going to be our guest. Uh, the museum is is closed temporarily for the same reason that a lot of public institutions are, but that doesn't mean that the, the pursuit of history does not continue, and Ernie is always one of our favorite uh, guests. Woody Seymour, you know Woody, uh, Steve. Oh, yeah. From Sanford, who is kind of the ultimate minor league baseball fan, uh, was uh, reacting to us talking the other night about the fact that minor league baseball was going to sort of be uh, down-listed down, uh, uh so he's going to be our guest to talk about that on Tuesday night. So we'll invite everyone to tune in to that. And we'll thank you for being with us tonight. And with that, we'll sign off. I'll talk to you in a little bit, Stephen. Okay, thanks. The Tom Kearney Show on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF.